Welcome back, everybody, for episode five, week five of Hit the Books podcast. We're here with myself, Jesse Cox, Michael Mackey, and Tyler Huffnagel here to break down everything in week five for you this week. Say hello to everyone, boys. What's going on, boys? Excited to be back for another week of uh, the podcast. Let's get going. Yeah, let's get right to it. Uh, make some more money this weekend. Two and one on the team card last weekend. The individuals were looking good. I'm excited to keep things rolling going into week five. Let's see what we can do here. I love the enthusiasm, Huff. You guys ready to jump in? Let's do it. Let's get at it. All right, let's do it. We're jumping in with the first game. We are looking at the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. It is our first game here on Thursday at 8.20 p.m. We are looking at the Seattle Sea, or excuse me, the Rams favored at minus two and a half. Money line at minus 142 and the over-under at 54 and a half. Anybody got something good to say about this one? I'll, I'll start us off on this game. As a Seahawks fan, they haven't looked too good this year. 500 on the year. They've lost to, I mean, they lost to Minnesota. Not really a prominent team, but uh, I can see the Rams coming out strong in this game. Even in Seattle Thursday night, I think all the lights are bright in prime time. I think the Rams come out strong. I think the defense is able to shut down Russ and Metcalf and the guys on the offensive side of the ball for Seattle. And I think with that happening, I don't see Seattle's defense stopping their uh, the L.A. offense too much. So give me Rams minus two and a half. Uh, if you're an over-unders guy, I like the over in this game personally, but not an over-unders guy, give me Rams minus two and a half. Yeah, the Rams coming off a loss. I don't think they're going to lose two games in a row. That defense is just too strong for that Seattle offense. I think uh, Russell Wilson is going to have a tough day. I got a tweet from Joe Osborne here, kind of a trend here. Following a loss under Sean McVay, the Rams are 15-5 and straight up and 13-6-1 against the spread. They're also on an 8-2-1 against the spread tear following a loss when going 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight primetime games. And sitting at two and a half here, I'm liking the Rams on a Thursday nighter in Seattle. All good signs. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so Rams minus 2.5 looks good here. Next up, we got the Jets and the Falcons. Falcons coming in at minus three and minus 164 money line. The over-under is 46 and a half, and... This game's also being played in London at 9.30 in the morning, so that comes into play a little. London, London. Jesse, what do you think here? I don't know, man. This is just a weird one. Again, you know, played in London, I'm not even sure what to think. Again, like you said, an early game, two teams I don't want to bet on. Completely different atmosphere, too. Absolutely. The only trends that I got are all for Atlanta, and they're all kind of not great. Atlanta's 6-15 against the spread in their last 21 games as a favorite. Atlanta is 5-2 straight up in their last 7 games against New York. And they're 3-5-1 against the spread in their last 9 games against New York. So, I'm liking... I got a, I got a little stat for this game. Go ahead, Huff. Since the NFL had begun heading to London in 2007, the favorites are 17-10 against the spread in London. 26-1 straight up on the money line. And the over under is thirteen and four, or thirteen and fourteen, with the over being thirteen. Those are insane stats. Twenty six and one. Twenty six and one. Wow, that is an insane stat. You like not twenty six, twenty dash six dash one. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that just there has been a tie in London. <laughs> That's funny. Interesting. Imagine their one game of the year. It's a tie. A tie. <laughs> In London. 
Um, I really don't know what to take on this game. I don't know. I don't want to touch it. It's definitely not going to be on the team card. Definitely not on my on my individual card. Not on my individual card. You guys got anything good? It's just two teams that you never bet on. It's not even worth it. If anything, Falcons win this game. Not. I can see. I see both of those opinions being very valid. I think. Honestly, I think I was thinking this morning when I woke up. I like the Jets plus three. I turn around, look at these stats and these trends. I don't know if it's fully going to put me on the Falcons, but I think I like Falcons come out on top. Three, I could see that three pushing. So, I mean, no matter which way you go, if it pushes, you're getting your money back. But I think the safe bet, if you really want to get a pick here, is Falcons money line. Do you think it's going to move to three and a half in the Falcons' favor? You know, it's sitting at 115 now. I can see it going to three and a half before it goes to two and a half. I agree. I agree. All right, let's move forward. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. We got the Carolina Panthers favorited at minus three and a half. Money line at minus 188 and the over-under it's sitting at 44 and a half. I like the Eagles here. Plus, I'm not sure what you guys are thinking. I'd like to hear it though. This is a tough game because that Eagles defense is so inconsistent. You can trust Jalen Hurts to put up points. You just can't trust that defense to get any stops. I like Eagles plus three and a half here. Don't know if if I would touch it, but Hop, did you say someone's out for the Panthers? Um, the McCaffrey, he's still looking to be he's looking to be questionable. He returned to practice this week. Um He won't play. Yeah, I'm trying to find out if there's any update on if he's playing or not. I don't think he's gonna play. I mean, another thing going for the Panthers, we'll talk about that big addition today at Gilmore. I think Panthers, I mean, they were a paper champion team at three and zero. Now they're sitting at what three and one. They lost last week, if I'm correct. Yeah. So Panthers are three and one. They just added one of the best corners in the league. They're looking to get the best, one of the best running backs back. I think the Panthers are better than I thought they were. Uh, three and a half against three and a half against the Eagles. I'll take three and a half. I can see the Panthers winning this game, 28-17. You got to look at that strength of schedule, though. Yeah, for sure. You gotta look. You gotta look for things. But I'm talking. I'm talking this week. They're playing Philly. There's not much strength to schedule there. Yeah, but the Cowboys were the first good team that the Panthers played. They played th- three awful teams before that. Just doesn't show too much strength. The, I I said the same thing about the Broncos. Broncos played three shitty teams. They were three and zero. It didn't prove anything to me. I think Darnold looks good this year. Darnold does look good. I'll give him that. He looks like a whole new player compared to what he was in New York. Like, looks like not – it wasn't even the system. Like, it was – he literally looks like he just cares a lot more. It's what an offensive line will do. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving forward with the Miami Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got another 1 o'clock game here. We got the Bucks coming in at minus 10. The money line at minus 480 and the over-under at 47.5. Do we like the Bucks minus 10 here, boys? I have a theory on this game. Tom Brady doesn't play good against the Dolphins in Miami, also in December. It's at it's in Tampa Bay. Any other time, any other time he's playing the Dolphins, they absolutely murder them. That is why the spread is set at ten. It should be like eight and a half, but it's set at ten. I like. I don't like it. I don't love it. I, I would go and lean towards Tampa Bay minus 10. I cannot bet against them, especially seeing – I mean, not the Dol- I'm not saying Dolphins look bad. Dolphins look good last week. They look good throughout the season. I just don't think – I don't like their ability, their defense's ability to keep up with Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay hangs easily hangs 10 on them and wins by 10. Yeah, Dolphins also don't have Tua right now still. 
Exactly. I'm not – and, like, Brissett's a good player. I, I hate the hate on him because, like, he's the most average plug-in player. Like, put it this way. If Jacoby Brissett's your team's backup quarterback, you're not mad about that. I mean, yeah, you are because he's not winning games. <laughs> but, like, as a, to come – I mean, yeah, in Miami this year. But look at him last year in Indianapolis, the year before that, where I forget where he was at. He's all, I mean, he's known, He's one of those guys. He's like Foles. He just comes in. He's all right as a starter. He's not going to win every game. He's not Tom Brady, but. Yeah, I like I like Bucks minus 10 here. I think they can blow them out by 20, but they didn't look very good last week. This is like, this is like a 38-10 like game. Could be, yeah. So do you think over 47 and a half with your 38-10 prediction sitting at 48 there? Huh? I hate that I just said 38-10 and that's what the fucking over <laughs> said it. Because I know you didn't do that math. Dude, I didn't even look at the over-under. I just said 38-10 off the top of my head. Then you don't like the over or the under because it's literally a half point. Yeah, at that, I don't like it even more. Scary stuff. Don't touch this game. Yeah, too scary. Bucks win. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my my best betting advice for this game would be to not bet on this game. Yeah, Bucks win. That's it. Fair enough. Yeah, if you if there's a free parlay booster at Bucks money line. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's move forward to the New Orleans Saints at the Washington football team. We got the New Orleans Saints favorite at minus two and a half, money line at minus one thirty-two, and the over/under set at forty-four and a half. The Saints are eleven and two straight up in their past thirteen seasons on the week before a bye week. So, you know they're 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 ready for that bye week. Do we think they're gonna? Can you repeat that stat? They're basically undefeated the week before the bye week. Yeah, eleven and two straight up in the past thirteen years. That's on Drew Brees before a bye week. That's Drew Brees. You're right. I I did not think of that before I put this stat in there. Uh, the past six games between these clubs, the overs hit. You're right. Another kind of Drew Brees stat there. But do we see some potential here in New Orleans, or do we like the football team on the plus? Yeah, last week I liked Washington. They were playing Atlanta. I liked their money line. It was right around – I think it was even. I could have got it out at minus 108. I ended up not taking it. I had a bunch of other stuff in play, being at the Steeler game and stuff. Uh, this week, personally, I like the Saints. I like the minus two and a half, win by the field goal. Um, I don't know how many more weeks Washington's going to be running with Heineke. I don't know the state of Fitzpatrick, but I actually think they're a better team with Heineke, a quarterback, than Fitzpatrick. But I still like Jameis to go into Washington and get the job done by a field goal. I'm going to have to disagree with you here, <laughs> Um, I think Washington is going to win. I think the Saints are overrated, honestly. I think Washington will, at home, you're getting points. I think you got to take Washington plus two and a half here. What I really like is the over 44 and a half. Washington's defense is overrated. They've given up way too many points this year. 44 and a half is a low over-under, so I like the over here. Like I said with my trend, the past six games here between these clubs, the over has hit. So, Mackie, I'm liking your over as well, but I am going to stay away from this game. I'm not sure what I'm thinking. Moving forward, we've got the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yet another 1 o'clock game here with the Titans favorited at minus 4.5, money line at minus 220, and the over-under set at 48.5. Tennessee is 7-1 and one straight up in their last eight games against Jacksonville. But do we like Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville to cover the spread here? I say it every week. It's a hot topic. What do we think? I'm going to say the same thing this week that I said two weeks ago. Last week was his week to cover the spread. We had them. Thursday night football, we had them plus seven and a half in Cincinnati. They came out strong. They were up 14 nothing. 
So they let Cincinnati come back. They ended up losing on that last second field goal. We made money on Jacksonville. This week, you will not be making money on Jacksonville plus four and a half. I like the Titans. I'm going to be buying a half point, just to make it a little bit better. I'm going to go minus four Titans. I think that's fair. I like I like buying points. I think that gives you a little bit of an edge. Mackie, what do you think? I don't really know here. I mean, it matters what which Trevor Lawrence comes out. They can play one of two games. They can either get steamrolled and lose by 35, or they can lose on a last-second field goal. I don't think they're going to win this game. It also depends which Urban Meyer shows up, the football coach or the fucking stripper. True that, right? They're all the same. He just got caught. Ain't that the truth. Yeah, but uh, Titans minus 220, a little parlay booster if you want to throw in a parlay. I don't see much value in this game here. I really hope Trevor Lawrence, at least I think Trevor Lawrence, is going to come out and play a similar game kind of as last week. I think he's going to come out strong and get a couple points, but... I don't know. I like Huff's minus four, four and a half, that half point. Scary, just like always. 24-19, Titans. That would be ideal for you, wouldn't it? And that would hit four and a half. True, true. But I'm buying four because I'd rather four. All right, Huff says 24-19, lock it in. That's one touchdown and what is that? Four field goals for all the boys? <laughs> yeah you're pushing there i literally could see jacksonville doing that 19 put up some stupid number maybe 16 19 aggressive 16 you're looking good all right next we've got the detroit lions at the minnesota vikings we got the vikings favorite at minus eight and a half points the over under set at 49 and a half and the money line at minus 400 minnesota is two and nine against the spread in their last 11 games. They've failed to cover the spread in the last six times as a favorite. And they're 19-4 and straight up in their last 23 games at home against Detroit. So that's a big, long, all-time stat there. Detroit's 1-10 straight up in their last 11 games. And 0-7 straight up, 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games against Minnesota. So not playing well at all against Minnesota. Two rough teams here. I don't like touching either of these teams, especially with that 8.5. Anybody got something good to say? I think I've bet against the Vikings every single week this year. And with that spread bet that you said, they're like 2 or 0-6 oh in their last couple spread bets. They're finding a way to make me sweat every single one of them out. And they did cover this year. They've covered at the Cardinals because we had Cardinals minus 3.5. Cardinals beat them by 1. Um, so, yeah, we've been consistently betting against the Vikings. If I was touching this game, I think – think i would go lions i don't know why because i just keep betting against the vikings they're better than people think they're not that good of a team either but detroit isn't so i don't know this is a tough game weird spread two weird teams that i don't like betting on i usually bet against these these two teams so definitely not comfortable putting money on one of them uh i like the under 49 and a half in minnesota in a dome i know that's usually means over over but Kirk Cousins versus Jared Goff, there's just nothing appealing about this game at 49 and a half. <laughs> that is pretty pretty high over under for two bad teams, I would say. The Vikings are just so inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get. Dude, when the Vikings, I swear, when the Vikings want to win games, they look like, like you saw them, we, bet, we, we had Seattle money line. Seattle was up, what, 17 nothing. 
at halftime? 17 It was like 17, yeah, something like that. 17 7, they, maybe. Uh, Minnesota had points on the board. It might have been 17 7 or 17 3. Dude, Seattle didn't score points the second half. And Minnesota came back and won. I think it was 24 17. Yeah. I it's like, if, if you're a team and you can score 24 in one half, I mean, if you can do that the whole game, you can be a legit team in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to do. I mean, believe me, everyone knows it's hard to do, but it's like, I mean, they're they're capable of doing it, like you said. They're inconsistent, but I don't know. If I had to do it, I don't know. I, I'm starting to second guess my lines. I'd probably go Vikings minus eight and a half at home. Wow, really? My pick would be Detroit plus eight and a half, but I'm not touching it. Yeah, like I, the fact that I just jump, I would never absolutely touch anything on this game. I, I don't like. I don't know. Literally, don't even know what I like. I could see the Vikings winning by 10, or I could see the Lions winning outright. I don't think the Lions cover without winning. Winning outright on that plus 315 money line for the Lions. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I could. I, I honestly, like, I mean, obviously they could lose by a touchdown, but I, I think it would be better off taking the money line, just shits and giggles, because I could see them winning that game. Divisional on the road. It's just like not a lot of is expected of them in that game. If they come out strong, I mean, Goff hasn't looked bad but the rest of the team sucks so it's like it doesn't matter yeah uh off topic here jalen smith just got signed to the packers wow like right now literally two minutes did it say money what'd you say does it say money wise how many years finalizing deal with green bay dallas shouldn't have got rid of him that was so dumb why did they i saw something on it i don't know uh, i have no idea. Probably on drugs or they something. They said it was some bullshit excuse over uh, his injuries and how he doesn't play. Is he not playing this year? Or is he still hurt? I'm pretty sure he hasn't played a game this year. He was like second in tackles yeah, I think, last year, though. I think I think there was some issues with him and the Cowboys medical team. Yeah, well, he's but going to the Packers. It was kind of like when Kawhi didn't trust the Spurs type thing. I think, I think I read something like that, but I could be wrong. Same energy. Yeah, like he just was like, all right, if they don't think I'm ready to play, it's he thinks he's ready to play. They keep telling him he's not type thing or vice versa. You know what I mean? They're just not agreeing on anything. <laughs> then he's going to go to Green Bay and they're going to tell him he can't play too. And what's he going to do? Yeah, it, 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 I mean, exactly. All right, let's get back on track here. Yeah, we got the Packers coming up here in a few games. But first, we have the Denver Broncos taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. We got the Steelers favorited at minus one and a half. Money line at minus 112 and the over-under to 39.5. Pretty low. I got nothing on this game. Trend-wise, I, I don't know if I see the Steelers doing super hot. Do we Is, is Ben playing? I, I hear they keep saying, like, hip injury. Tomlin's he's like, he's, he's the playing. best choice. He's playing. He's I thought playing. so. Yeah, he's playing. Steelers on a three-game losing streak. Only way they win this game is, or only reason they would win this game is because they're home. I don't, yeah, think yeah. I don't think there's a better team here. They they might pull this one out. I don't know. It's scary. I was I want to say I can't see us being 0-4, but I didn't see us being 1-3. So, I don't know. My opinion is probably not the best one to take here. I'm, I like I like Steelers to win. They're on a three-game losing streak. They have to get this ship turned around. Or I mean, obviously, everyone knows the season's going to go to waste. You go 1-4. I don't care if it's the 17th game. Season's over start planning for next year, especially a team like this where we have the defense, we have everything ready. We just need a couple pieces in the offensive line, the quarterback, quarterback. we're ready to regun, retool. But this game specifically, Teddy Bridgewater's out, if I'm correct. I think. 
I'll take the Steelers. Spread or money line? Money line. I don't want one and a half. I don't do one and a half. I don't do minus one and a half, and I don't do plus two and a half. Interesting. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll take Steelers here too. Whatever. Money line doesn't look. I just. Good. I don't think Drew Locke his first game of the year is going to be a win on the road. I mean, he, he came in last game. He did all right, but yeah, I don't see him winning the game. Ben will throw two picks. It'll be. It'll be. It'll be literally like the same. Steelers been all year. Defense will look good. Well, they didn't look too good last week. They looked all right. But it really comes down to Ben. All right, Packers, Bengals. The trap game of the week. Packers minus three in Cincinnati. The money line's at minus 164. Over under 51 and a half is a high one. This has got to be a trap. Green Bay minus three. I like it. I like it a lot. Aaron Rodgers has been playing his best football. He's back. Bengals are 3-1, and one, though. You, you never know with them. I have NFL Network on right in front of me, and it says a stat. Packers and Bengals have each scored 24-plus points in three out of four games this season. Yeah, that's such a high over-under. And the over-under is at 51 and a half. So they're basing that off each team's averages and plus a field goal to win it. Exactly. We got Green Bay is 10-2 and two against the spread in their last 12 games. How do you fade that? I like the minus three a lot. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out swinging. Did the Bengals win last week? They did. Okay. Yeah, they got a, they got a loss coming from for them. Bengals are 3-1. They're That's playing right. really well. Yeah. Well, if this is a trap game, we're falling right into it. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'd rather die in the trap than watch from the sideline. <laughs> Can't argue with that logic. All right, moving forward, we got the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. We got another 8.5 point spread here in favor of the Patriots. Minus 400 on the money line and the over-under set at 39.5. Mackie, get us rolling on this one, please. It's such a high spread for such a low over-under. That doesn't... That doesn't really make sense. doesn't right. add up I think the well. other one was like that, was it not? I don't know what was it. They th- they're, they're basically saying... They're just banking the on the Texans. Score. They're just banking on the they're Texans the getting Texans like 10 points. They're saying the Texans are going to score under 10. Yeah, I was wrong. They're basically saying the Texans are going to score under 10 points. Patriots are looking to score around 20. AKA they win by 10. They just didn't want to do a nine and a half point spread. Last one o'clock game of the day. I'm not sure. Give me Texans plus eight and a half. They're not going to win this game, but they're Patriots are not not a good football team. Mac Jones did look good last week, but I think that was. Um, and now they don't have Stephon Gilmore. I agree. Yeah, Texans plus eight and a half. If you were to take anything. Yeah, this is a game I won't touch. I don't like the over-under. I don't like any of the money lines. Patriots at minus 400 are not that safe of a parlay booster. Like, I'm not saying the Texans are going to win, but, like, 400, like, come on. They're also not that good. They're losing Gilmore. I don't know. I don't like this game. And with that being said, let's move forward to the first 4 o'clock game. We've got the Chicago Bears at the Las Vegas Raiders. we got the Raiders favored at minus 5.5 points. The over-under set at 44.5 and the money line at minus 250. The Bears are 
four and two against the spread in their last six games against Vegas. And Vegas is four and one straight up in their last five games at home against Chicago. So, you know, trends going both ways there, both, you know, four one, four two against the spread or straight up. Do you take a favorite or do you fade the favorite? This is a scary uh this is a scary spread, five and a half, and the trends are going against it. I think the minus two fifty is a nice parlay booster for the Ra- Raiders. They're probably not gonna lose this game. They five and a half they might may not cover, but I like the minus two fifty money line for a parlay booster. I was literally just thinking the same thing. I was gonna say this is the definition of a game that I will be teasing with another one. Like for example, I like the Raiders. You take five and a half, and maybe Steelers. I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna do Titans. Just I already. I'm gonna have Titans on my card, but like I could see myself teasing the Raiders and another team, a two leg teaser, and get them around minus one thirty. I don't see the Raiders losing this game. I also can see Fields covering five and a half, but I don't know that I'd bet the Bears covering. So I think I like the two fifty money line in a parlay. Uh, five and a half scary Vegas is they look good this year like I don't want to say they're one of the better teams in the NFL like I'd bet them to win the Super Bowl or even make it far in a playoff run but with Josh Jacobs and when that offense is rolling Derek Carr looks good they got those receivers I mean when you can throw the ball 50 yards in the air and Ruggs is just standing out there and the closest guy is 15 yards away because he flew past them like I mean it's gonna work yeah you're gonna get some but points really and their defense looks legit too. That's the thing is like the Raiders are so like they're at that tier of the NFL where you're above average, but you're not like elite yet. Cause you haven't proven anything, but if they keep winning, I mean, people are going to have to start taking that team seriously. Yeah. Raiders are a like team around the NFL. I feel like they're rooted for a lot. I think Las Vegas is an easy place to root for. Can't, can't yeah. go against the bookmakers. You know what I mean? They also have some credible wins. I mean, they beat the Ravens, Steelers. Yeah. Steelers on the road, Ravens at home. Like, yeah, these are – it's not like they just lost – who did they just lose to? Chargers. They beat the They beat the Dolphins. Yeah, they did just lose to the Chargers. I had that one. They just uh, – they uh, beat – what's it called? Miami in overtime. That's what I can think of. Chargers are good, I'm telling you. Justin We've been Herbert's riding the Raiders. Well. We had the week one money line, plus 180. Second week, I don't think we had anything on them. Last week, we took their th- – or no, against the Dolphins, we had them three and a half. And then last week, I had the Chargers against them. Well, that being said, let's jump into the Cleveland Browns at the Los Angeles Chargers. we got the Chargers favorite at minus one and a half, the money line at minus 126, and the over-under set at 46 and a half. Cleveland is 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven games against the Chargers, as well as 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven road games. But L.A. is 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games. So a lot of, you know, they're all doing well against the spread. We've got two teams here, minus one and a half. Money line's looking pleasing. Browns don't look too good. They they played the Vikings last week, only put up 14 points. Baker Mayfield looked pretty awful, in my opinion. And the Chargers are rolling. Justin Herbert looks like he could be an MVP candidate this year. Minus one and a half at home. Give me the Chargers. Kind of like Moneyline there. Give them that one and a half points. Yeah, it could be a one-point game. Minus 126 is safe. It's right on the edge there. If it was any more, I probably wouldn't – the value wouldn't be there. But 126 I can I can rock with. Huff, what do you think here? 
Uh, after doing some long, hard thinking on this game, um, I really like the Browns coming into it. I think the crowd at home, although the Chargers don't really have m- much of a fan base at all, I think being at home on the West Coast, I think the Chargers are going to – or the Browns, sorry, are going to have some trouble getting started. Um, I think the Chargers jump out to an early lead with a small spread like that. I think they hold the early lead through the end of the game. I'll take Chargers to win this game right around 27-24. Yeah, I like that score. So Chargers minus one and a half. Lock it in. Do you like the overhuff? I don't know. I I, I thought about it. I like Chargers minus one and a half more than the over. Fair enough. I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing to say. I'm. You. I know you're not an over under guy. Neither am I. Mackie, I think, is the most over under guy of us three. Oh, definitely not an over unders guy. I would lean. Over. I mean, I'll play. I'll play him if it's if it's the right number. I think that's the right number for this game. If it was forty five and a half, I would love the over. And I know it's only a point, but like with over unders in football, that's huge. When points they're come always, in three point multiples, they always come down to a point. You know what I mean? I like the really the only sport I love over that I I wouldn't say I love them. The only sport I play over unders is NBA and basketball in general. Oh my god, I hate over unders in the NBA. I don't I I'd rather an NBA than any other sport. Baseball, baseball, there's no logic behind it. Yeah, anything can happen. But I'll take an under in a basketball game, and I'll be in the first quarter. They'll hit a three, and I'll freak out. It's like you're stressed every time somebody scores a point. You're just stressing. And you're like shit. Yeah, I don't really take I don't really take unders in the NBA. It's more just like overs when I like. Them. But back to football. Chargers minus one and a half. I I think Herbert shows why he's one of the front runners for the MVP. I think he's going to show everyone why the hype's so high on the Chargers this year. Um, I think they show the Browns who's going to be coming for them in the AFC, and they cover one and a half. Yeah, and their only loss is to a a really good Cowboys team. I I mean, I know I might be a little biased here, but they've shown they almost, that they are they one of the top teams. They did almost win that game. Like they, it's not even like they got blown out. They did almost win that game. It was Cowboys 2017. Cowboys are a good team. Yeah, it was only 2017. Cowboys have showed that they're a credible team, one of the yeah. top teams in the league. I mean, they proved that to me week one. So, yeah, let's segue into that 430 game. New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored at minus seven, money line minus three twenty, and the over under at fifty two and a half. Dallas is seven one against the spread in their last eight games. Do we like the minus seven here? I know the Giants always cover. Mackey always says it. Giants always cover. I like Cowboys to win this game, obviously, and they're home. I can't see them losing this game to the Giants, but Good parlay booster. It's just Giants always seem to cover. They're like no matter how it could be a five point spread, they'll lose by four on like a last second touchdown. They always find a way to cover. All right, I got my teaser for the week. Let's hear Let, it. Let's hear it. Taking Raiders from minus five and a half to minus a half, basically on the money line. Minus a Cowboys, half. Cowboys minus seven to minus two. You get both of those teams at minus 110. I feel way more confident. I think the Raiders are going to win that game. There's no way I don't see them win, or I can't see them winning that game. That is a crazy good teaser. What'd you say? That is a like a really good teaser. I love the Raiders to just win outright minus a half, and the Cowboys minus two. Wow, I like it. That's easily minus that's easily doable. minus 110. 
I don't love minus seven for the Cowboys, but I don't love plus seven. If anything, I'd probably be doing what you said. I'd probably be putting the money line in a parlay with someone else. Yeah, minus 320, not that bad. Pretty good luck. But that's kind of what I'm doing here. Minus two, money line, like, come on. Huff, are your, uh, are your teasers, like, profitable? Or do you lose a lot of them? I kind of hopped on teasers week two. I didn't really, or I'd say, like, week one, but I didn't really place. Like, I only did, like, one. Uh, week one, I went crazy. I did. I tried to do, like, a super safe one. And I gave everyone like six or seven points, and I had one team get crushed. I think I gave the Giants points, and they lost to the Broncos like 17 to whatever it was. But it's like I've found I hit teasers when I stick to two legs. If I can keep it to two legs right around plus 100, minus 110, I make money on teasers. Yeah, I mean, I've never placed any teasers. I don't, I've never done those, but I've heard they're called teasers for a reason. Yeah. They're tough to hit, but – that's know, why sound... that's what that's why they're literally like dude my friend the one day was sitting there telling us he was like yeah i take like every big money lo- or every big spread and i drop it like five points i'm like how many legs is your teaser at the end of the whenever you hit place bet he's like oh like seven i'm like do you ever hit that he's like no it's just like okay, making yeah. a, just like making a like a seven leg parlay it's the same thing but, but it's but it's plus 100 it's not even worth it yeah that is dumb that is really You know what dumb. I mean? It's like, what are you sweating over that for? That is really dumb. You need seven things to happen and you get you make one unit. I guess if you if you like do it like you do it, like two leggers, like they're profitable. But if you're like yeah. doing that, it's it's Yeah, it's dumb. like the it's like the people that they think they're like, oh, I'm taking all the big, you know what I mean? Like they'll take like every favorite money line i'm talking all 16 and they're like oh yeah this will hit one out of the 16 weeks it's like no it's not no you know it's not you're gonna go own 16 yeah you literally lose every bet love those kinds of people and up next we have the san francisco 49ers at the arizona cardinals we got the cardinals favorited at minus five and a half the money line at minus 250 and the over under sitting at 50 and a half I got one trend for this game, and it's that San Francisco is 4-1 straight up in their last five games on the road. Do you think they're going to come out and play, beating the Cardinals for a plus 205 money line hit? I don't know if I see it. Cardinals, last undefeated team in the league. Who would have thought that? 4-30 game on a Sunday. Again, yeah, you're right. Cardinals, last undefeated game. Team, excuse me. Do you think they're going to keep it that way with this game? Huff, what do you think? I don't think they're going to keep it that way. I think a divisional game. I know they're at home. I don't. I won't personally be betting this, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners go in there and win this game. I agree. I don't know if it's the fact that I can't see the Cardinals at five and zero, or if it's the fact that <laughs> the 49ers have lost games that they've been in the entire game. Five and a half is a safe bet if you're taking a spread here. I would not go Arizona minus five and a half. Personally, I like the uh, Niners on the plus. Give them five. I'd even go six if you want to. I'd feel a little better at an even six, but um, it would not surprise me if the 49ers win this game outright. Yeah, I like the Niners giving them plus f- or five and a half points here. I think five and a half is very doable for them to cover. They might not come out on top, but it's going to be a good game. Nice divisional matchup. I was going to say, the fact that it's divisional makes me think that that 200 money line should be a little lower, but I don't know. I think that they're just riding the fact that Arizona's undefeated. And it's such a competitive division, too. I mean, all four teams are 
good. Yeah, exactly. And like in that kind of division, you're always going to have that one team that's like they have the 500 to, or maybe even a losing record, but it's because they have to play those teams six times. Yeah, they have the hardest schedule in the league. Yeah, like I mean, like everyone thought that was going to be Cincinnati this year. They thought they were going to be like the bad team that's doing good. Really, they're doing good. They're three right and now, one. They lead the division right now. Yeah, and like right now, the Steelers are own one of the division. Who they lose to? Cincinnati. If they if the season ended today. The, the Cincinnati Bengals are a two-seed in the AFC. That's sick. It's <laughs> wow. crazy. And the Chiefs are not in the playoffs. Yeah. Speaking of the Chiefs, we got our Sunday night primetime game, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the Chiefs at minus three, the money line at minus 148, and the over-under at 56.5. I think we're liking the Chiefs here. I'm liking the Chiefs here. Kansas City is 16-3 and three straight up in their last 19 games at home, as well as 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games against Buffalo. Buffalo has some good stats straight up against the spread as well in their last 13, 11-2 straight up, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six road games. Give me Buffalo here. Getting three points, Buffalo has been the best team in the league by far. I think they just won forty to nothing against Houston. They're, I mean, they had a tough week one loss to Pittsburgh, but they're three and zero since. I think the Chiefs have been struggling this year. I don't think they're the same team as they were last year. I think they can find their groove and get back to that. But right now, I don't think they are. And I like the Bills plus three here, or the money line at plus one twenty six. I, on the other hand, I'm going to take Chiefs minus three. I think the Chiefs are going to come out swinging this week. I like the 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games against Buffalo. Even though Buffalo's been doing well on the road recently, I think the Chiefs have it this week. Yeah. Uh, Mackie, I'm personally going to have to disagree with you on this one. I think you saw this coming. It's all right. I'll take it. Um, I, think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game by more than three. I think this spread is not big enough. Personally, I'm surprised it's not three and a half, leaning towards four with Kansas City at home, with the big numbers at home. I know they're not known to cover. They've been winning games, not covering. Last week, they looked good against an inferior Philadelphia Eagles didn't. team. Uh, 30 points. I also think the, the Bills, you said they're one of the best. They they've looked like the best team in the NFL. The teams they're playing just aren't up to the pedigree of what I want from the Bills. I think they should be 4-0. They lost to a 1-3 Steelers team. Um, Steelers look terrible. I think Buffalo, that was a, a loss that they should have picked up a win. Buffalo could be coming into this game 4-1. and one. With that being said, I think they lose another one to the Chiefs here. I'm not sold too high on the Bills. Their defense isn't what I want it to look like right now. I'm not saying the Chiefs is. But I think Mahomes is going to show who he is and why he's going to get this season back on track on Sunday night. I agree with you, Huff. I do not. A lot of clashing arguments here. Mackie, you got anything to combat? Yeah, the Bills just had a 40 nothing shutout, so I don't know why you don't think their defense has been up to par, but I did, I think... Against the 1-3 Texans with Davis Mills at quarterback. Can you name three players on the Texans' starting offense? Brandon Cooks. Um, fuck you. <laughs> um, I, I still think the Bills cover here. I think they're good. Best team in the league right now. The week before that, they beat Washington. The week before that, the Bills beat the Dolphins. All blowouts, though. Non, no good teams. 
Washington's pretty good. The, the team, the the Washington's the best team they've played at two and two. And that's Miami with Tua. Um, if you want to call them a good team, I I think with Tua they're they're a pretty good team. I think they're hyped with Tua. I don't think Tua. I think good. they have good shot at the wild card with Tua. That's a different conversation, but <laughs> I'll take Chiefs minus three. Should be four, but I'll take three. I am going to follow you, Huff, at three. It looks like it may be moving to plus three and a half in the Bills' favor. Not sure. We'll see what happens here later in the week. And let's move on to our Monday primetime game with the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. We have the Ravens favorited at minus seven. Money line at minus 330 and the over-under at 46.5. The Colts are 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven games on the road in Baltimore. Weird game for Monday night. Do we like Ravens at the 7 or do we fade? I kind of like the Colts at plus 7. Carson Wentz, I mean, he's doing all right. He's not doing awful. Colts haven't been having the best year, but 7 points is a lot. And I think they could definitely get that covered. I wouldn't say this is a reach. This is a reach. If Carson Wentz is playing, I like Colts money line. I I don't disagree. I don't. Monday night a Monday night game. Weirder things have happened. Yep. Two sixty five. Maybe a little sprinkle. What about the forty six and a half off? I uh, I don't know. I like that. That's like right where it should be. I was literally, I'm thinking like some, I don't know who, but someone wins this game 26 20. <laughs> I like the under. I think 24 17, something like that. I like Colts plus seven. I think Colts plus seven is a solid, safe move to do. I wouldn't make this pick though until you know the injuries with the Colts. You're yeah, like the most banged up still team up in the NFL. I mean, so are the Ravens, but the only position they're hurt at, really, other than Marcus Peters is running back. And that's going to wrap us up here for the NFL Week 5 season and what we got in the gambling world. Let's jump into the team card. For the team card this week, we have the Rams minus 2.5 and the Packers minus 3. For individual cards, for myself, I have the Chiefs minus 3 and the Eagles plus 3.5. Mackie, you want to go? Yeah, for my picks, I got Chargers minus one and a half. I I love Justin Herbert. I think he's covering one and a half. And then I got the Bills money line. I'm heavy on them. I also got a, I cooked up a little parlay. I got Cowboys money line at minus three twenty. The Raiders money line at minus two fifty. Ravens Ravens money line minus three thirty. And Patriots money line at minus four hundred. A hundred dollars payout. One hundred and ninety nine. Plus 199 odds. I think that's not a terrible parlay there. My parlay last week did not hit, but I'm hoping for yours to take the cake this week, Mackie. Yeah, let's see it. Huff, you want to read off your individual card? All righty. For my portion of the individual picks of the team or the card, I'm going to be going with Titans minus four. I'm going to be buying that half point and bring them down to minus four. I feel way better about the minus four than the four and a half. But my second pick of the day, I'm going to be going with that Chiefs minus three at home on Sunday night football. Uh, I think they get it done. Solid bets there, Huff. 
I think everybody's got some good bets this week. I'm really excited to see what we have. We want to talk about some baseball, some wild card baseball that we have happening these past few days. Go Sox. Big win last night against the Yankees. I had them first five plus 107, and then I had them full game plus 126 or something like that. To be transparent, it is a Wednesday. We are recording on Wednesday. So we do have the Dodgers-Cardinals game tomorrow. Tonight. Tonight, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Yes, it is tonight because the Red Sox and the Yankees game was yesterday. So what do we think about that game tonight? Huff, did you have Yankees yesterday? Yeah, I had Yankees and under eight and a half. Hit my under. Yankees lost. It's all right. You win some, you lose some. I like the enthusiasm there. Anything on the game tonight? There's so much value in the cards, plus 200. They've been the best team in baseball recently. I mean, they're just coming off a 19-game or winning streak. Dodgers have obviously been just as good, but, I mean, plus, oh, it's actually at plus 194. There's so much value there. I guess you could sprinkle it a little. Half unit. Hop, what do you think? I like the Cardinals on the run line. I think it could be a close game. Plus one and a half. It's sitting at minus 110. A lot of the times in baseball when you're betting plus runs, you're betting a heavy minus on the bet. Uh, Usually sitting around like minus 146, 150. I think I like the Cardinals to win this game outright. I'm rooting for them to win this game outright. But I'm going to give them one run just in case. Uh, I like the uh, Cardinals plus one and a half, minus 110. Very solid. I'm going to follow you, Huff, with the plus one and a half, just give them that little bit of security. I took a boost on FanDuel yesterday, plus 220 or plus 230 for the Yankees to win by one to three runs. I was watching it with Huff. Not a good game to watch. Red Sox came to play. Garrett Cole getting taken out early, and Yankees just switching out pitchers like there's no tomorrow. He's a bum. I liked him when he was on the Bucks and the Pirates, for sure. Now that he had the shape they taught his him face, how to use, I mean, They taught him how to use spider attack in Houston and ruined his career. Now he can't throw. Well, exactly. you pay the guy $327 million, and he can't even get through three innings of a win-or-go-home game. He takes himself. Well, that's not the Yankees' problem. He takes, that's not the Yankees' problem. The Dodgers were going to pay him that anyway. I mean, if they want, if you want a guy, you got to pay him what you got to pay him. That's that's Major League Baseball. It's broken. There's no salary cap. No, These I'm, guys can I'm not blaming, number or whatever. I'm not blaming the Yankees. I'm just saying you want to be worth $327 million. You can, oh, you're blaming Garrett Cole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm just saying you're worth $327 million. You can't get through three innings. He actually No, yeah, I thought you I thought you were blaming the Yankees for paying him that. I mean, yeah, you can, but and you know he was getting that money He's no getting matter that where mo- he went. Dodgers. He was getting that money regardless. Yeah. He could have went to Atlanta and gotten $300 million. <laughs> And that's gonna do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod, Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.